Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. There's been a lot of controversy recently in Halifax uh, around Edward Cornwallis and uh, whether there should still be a statue of Edward Cornwallis in the city. Uh, They're going to take down the statue for now and, I guess, study this a little bit further. But do people know who Edward Cornwallis is? Do people in school, young people in school, know who Edward Cornwallis is? Are they being taught this in school? Probably not. I can admit, I don't remember hearing the name Edward Cornwallis uh, when I was in school learning history. Uh, but surely John A. MacDonald, we would have heard of him, right? Our kids learning about who John A. MacDonald is. So I, I think with, with all of these controversies happening right now, I mean, it, it sort of underscores the question then, well, do people have the needed context to have that conversation? Because we're not all going to go on to post-secondary education and study history and become Canadian history researchers. But it it underscores the importance of having that foundation instilled in us in school. That you would think that history, the teaching of history, is a fundamental part of our education system. Now, we're going through a curriculum review here in Alberta. And I suppose that's going to shape maybe what the focus of history is. But it's got to be about, doesn't it, learning about who these people are, learning about what happened, learning and memorizing some pretty basic facts? Well, maybe we're getting away from that. And our next guest raising some concern about uh, all of that. Michael Zwagster is a senior fellow with the Frontier Center for Public Policy. Uh, He's an author, education researcher, and a high school teacher himself. Michael, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Alberta's going through a curriculum review right now. I believe, uh, as, as you point out in your piece, other provinces are too. I mean, history seems like such a core element of education, but what, why are provinces having trouble with this? Well, history is core. It is absolutely essential because you need to understand what happened in the past in order to make sense of so many different things. And the problem is, is that there is a, an education philosophy that is uh, becoming quite dominant in the, in our system where there is less emphasis placed on content knowledge, facts, you know, the specific, uh, specific knowledge pieces, you know, specific dates and people and such, and this emphasis on so-called historical thinking skills, that everything is about skills and literacy. And the problem with that is that if you don't have the actual content knowledge, if you don't have the knowledge base, uh, you're not going to properly understand. And so when you look at a province like Alberta and a province like British Columbia, which are both undergoing a curriculum changes, uh, in both provinces, uh, the education department is being run by people who have a, an ed- education philosophy that puts far more emphasis on uh, on the process rather than the actual content knowledge. But how can you have history without content and history without facts? Well, you can't. But the and the but the problem is is that uh, the you you end up with these thematic courses, and this is frankly what Alberta largely has already has now. 
which I think is going to get worse, where you have a course about nationalism, a course about globalization, you know, a course in BC that you could take a course in genocide studies. And so you have these broad-based themes, and you have some historical content that, that's inserted into it, but you, you don't have it all, you, know, you never have a particular course where you actually go over the actual history, where you actually go over the timeline to actually be able to place things properly and understand the full historical context rather than just selecting the pieces that fit with the particular theme you're looking at. And so you have these thematic approach, which is just simply not as good as looking at it in a more chronological way. That's interesting because we, we've had controversies as of late. I mean, around, um, well, Canada's first prime minister, John A. Macdonald, just recently uh, in Halifax uh, with Cornwallis. And, you know, a lot of other controversies relating to uh, our country's history. So well, what kind of concerns do you think this raises about the, the quality of, of history education in Canada? Well, I mean, if you look at a, if you look at the case of you know the the, the controversy about Johnny McDonald and should his name be on schools or not, and uh, you know there are quite a few people that are advocating that you know that any school or any other public institution with his name it should be stricken because of his role in creating residential schools. I mean, you could certainly make that argument, but there's also plenty of arguments from the other side. But in order to actually be able to have an intelligent position on that issue, you need to know a lot of things about Johnny McDonald. You need to know a fair bit about uh, what 18th, uh, what 19th century Canada was like. You need to know about Confederation and his role in that. And you need to know a fair bit about residential schools and the impact it had on Indigenous people. These are things you need to know about in advance before you can begin to offer uh, critical thought or analysis on that, uh, on, on, that, on, on that issue. Right. It maybe underscores the fact then that if, if we're, we're not equipping young people with those facts, with that knowledge, then, then how can we have uh, continued informed debate about these issues? Well, exactly. And you need, you, you need, to, have, you need to have those facts in your brain uh, before. It's not enough to just simply say, you know what, when the issue comes up, you know, because they've learned these skills and they know how to research that, therefore they can go onto Google and they can get the information. That's, that's the argument that's made from the other side, that they can always look it up. There's so many facts out there. There's no point in trying to pick specific facts and have everyone learn them. Uh, but the problem with that is that if you don't know anything about a topic, that's when you're more likely to Google things that are just plain wrong. And you're not going to get the background knowledge that you need. And if the only time you're hearing about John and McDonald is in the context of a theme course, such as you know, a theme of globalization or a theme of genocide or a theme of indigenous studies, if those are the only times you're hearing his name, you're not getting a full picture of him. You're only getting the parts that relate to those particular themes. And what I strongly advocate, particularly at the high school level, is having a course in Canadian history where students actually learn from the beginning up into the present, the proper chronology, key events, that have led up until now. And then you can do a whole lot of interesting things with that in terms of exploring themes once you have the facts and knowledge in place. Right, because there, there's a real push, and I think a lot of it stems from the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, that, that there needs to be more of a component in, in uh, Canadian education where kids are learning about residential schools and, and learning about some of these issues. And as you say, that's all well and good, but that, that's, in a way, isn't it making the case for uh, fact-based content in education? And it's got to be more than, than just that. Well, absolutely. And, you know, what's really interesting about this is that, I mean, I fully agree that uh, that for a long time there was not enough, uh, you know, indigenous uh, history that was included in, uh, in, 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 in social studies. We, we need more of that. Students need to understand, you know, what the treaties are, what they actually say. Look at actual treaties um, and look at some of the different perspectives on the treaties. And th- that is the case for content because 
the, the, when we talk about, you know, the students need to know about residential schools, we're talking about they need to know facts about it. They need to know knowledge. And so why else would we have a, you know, a, a several thousand page truth reconciliation report that has a whole lot of facts that lays the foundation in terms of understanding that? And I'm saying the same principle applies to the rest of Canadian history. It's important for everyone to know specific facts about residential schools and about Indigenous perspectives, then it's the same for you need to know specific facts about World War One and World War Two and about the Great Depression and about Confederation and about the Charter of Rights. And you need to know these things in their proper chronological uh, order so that way we could see w- w- what leads to what. And so absolutely, uh, facts remain important. Now, obviously, education is provincial jurisdiction, and, and curriculum is going to differ from province to province. When it comes to teaching history, Michael, are, are some provinces doing a better job of it than others? Uh, there, there are some differences. Uh, Manitoba, the province that I'm in, uh, is one of the better ones in regards to history instruction. We actually do have um, a grade 11 course that's uh, called A History of Canada, which actually does approach history from a chronological perspective, and it's mandatory for all students. And so that, that is very positive. Uh, there are also uh, optional courses you could take that are a bit more thematic, such as global studies and such in grade 12, but that comes after you take the mandatory uh, grade 11 Canadian history course. Uh, in a province like Saskatchewan, there is a mandatory grade 12 Canadian studies course, but the problem is that it's mostly just thematic as opposed to chronological, so you're not getting the full Canadian history. Um, and then, in, frankly, in most provinces, there, you don't have mandatory Canadian history course. You certainly don't have mandatory Canadian history uh, at the high school level in either Alberta or British Columbia, and I think that is a problem. And I think a lot of people would agree. Uh, we'll leave it there, Michael. People can uh, find more at fcpp.org. Also, your own website, michaelswagstra.com. Thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Oh, you're welcome. Always glad to be with you. That is Michael Zwagstra. He is an author, researcher, high school teacher himself, also a senior fellow of the Frontier Center for Public Policy. Our number here, 974-8255. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.